Hey guys, my name's Jose, and this is another episode of Buy or Pass. In this series, I will look at the financial documents of a company and decide if I was looking for another investment, would I buy or would I pass? Today, we're going to do the second part of AMD's episode. First part, first part was posted a few days ago, I think two days ago. I got really good feedback on that. So if you guys have not watched that, I recommend you guys go back and watch that. There's a lot of information. I took many hours to read between the 10K files, the 10Q files, earning transcript, investors' letters. So I put in a lot of information in less than 20, 30 minutes, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. So again, if you guys did not watch it, I recommend going back and checking it out. Before we begin, again, don't forget to subscribe and hit that like button to get updates on new episodes and other videos. As well, go check out my website, josenaharo.com. I have information on all my other sources of media. I post, I have a podcast, so if you guys want to go listen to that, I suggest you go just go check it out at josenaharo.com. Alright, so let's begin. So like always guys, we're going to use the website known as lazyfa.com, which allows me to see all these financial documents in the easy visual format. So if you guys have not done, go check out the website. So today, like I mentioned, we're going to take a look at AMD. So here, we're at the income statement of AMD. We're going to look at mainly the annual data since it just reported the end of Q4 this past um, earnings. So that we're going to take a look at the annual data. We're also going to take a quick look at the quarter data to see if there's any outliers or anything, but we're mainly going to be focused on the annual data. Some of the some of the stuff here I might mention from the previous episodes, like I mentioned before, if you guys haven't checked it out, I definitely would recommend you go check it out to have a more in-depth concept of this company. But here, let's start off with revenue. We can see revenue has, has increased dramatically since 2015. It's almost at its peak. It seems like its peak from what we can see was 2011 at 6.57 billion. This year is 6.47 billion, so 0.1 billion dollars less than its peak in 2011. But we can see since 2015, it's had a healthy increase. 2015 was 3.99 billion, now it's 6.47 billion, close to about 80% gain or so. Cost of revenue is increasing. But unlike revenue, it's not increasing at a rapid pace. And we can see that in that gross profit, which is the difference between the two. Gross profit is taking a heavier a heavier jump compared to cost of revenue. So yeah, we would expect cost of revenue to increase. This company is probably doing more research, um, advertisement, and everything. So it's, it's, it's okay to see this cost of revenue go up. As long as this cost of revenue does not outshine the revenue growth. And as we can see... Gross profit has increased since 2016. In 2016, gross profit was $1 billion. Now it's $2.45 billion, an increase of about 250%. Really great to see. Net income. This is the first year since 2011 that AMD reported a positive net income. We can see net income had been increasing over time since 2015, but it was still in the red. This was the first year that net um then AMD reported positive net income, which is great news. And that's why we have that positive earnings per share. One thing, though, to notice is the last time revenue is pretty close to 2011. So it's not, it's, it's just an observation. It doesn't mean anything, but revenue is close to 2011. But in 2011, net income was a lot higher. 
compared to now, even though revenue was pretty much on par with each other. So if, I mean, we can, I definitely think we can see about 0.68 earnings per share um, in the future. But yeah, income statement, let's just take a quick look at quarterly data to see if we see um, anything outrageous. Yep, Q2, it has always been the highest for AMD and it's been higher, it's been higher highs each year. So that's great to see. Cost of revenue has also been increasing, but not at that huge pace that revenue itself has been increasing. Gross profit, again, we see that increase over time. It has this steady increase, which again, good to see. Same with net income. Next, we'll take a look at, at red flags. So red flags is something Lazy FA has. It's just another way to see the same information we just saw. So here we can just see revenue versus cost, revenue outgrows cost, gross profit has been increasing, revenue growth. So for the past two years, revenue growth has grown higher than cost of revenue, which is great news and I really like that. So I hope to see continue to see that trend over time. Next, we want to take a look at gross margins versus profit margins. The one I really care about is profit margin. And for the first time since 2011, since the end of 2011, AMD reported positive profit margin of 5.2%. Gross margin has also been increasing over time. But that's, like I said, I'd rather like to see a positive profit margin because it means the company is keeping money. So this is the first time a and B has kept money. I hope they had a big party after this because this is really good news for the company. So we have some few alerts here. Um, this is just telling us that revenue growth is growing at a slower pace compared to cost of revenue. This is overall since 2010, but since the past few years, it, it does not seem like that. Um, so there's negative net income that most of the time this company has reported a negative net income. Again, they, these are great flags, but I already talked about most of this stuff. But this is good if you're if you're not sure what to look at. Next, we'll take a look at their balance sheet. So here in the balance sheet, we're going to see total assets, total liabilities, total debt, and cash and cash equivalents. Receivables and payables. That's 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 good to see. Receivables is money coming in from payments. Um, payables is money coming out that they need to pay. So I'm glad to see receivables is off, is higher than payables. So the money here can be used to pay this money. So that's that's one way to see it. We can cancel this off. Total assets. We can see total assets have been increasing since 2015, um, increasing at a, at, a, at a slow rate. But in 2015, it was 3.8 billion. Now it's at 4.56 billion. A huge increase, about 50% gain on this over the past few years. That's that's really good. Total liabilities have been growing, but they have not been growing at, at a at a rate like before. So we can see in 2015, liabilities was actually greater than assets. So assets in 2015 were 3.8 billion. Asset liabilities in 2015 was 3.5 billion, over 0.4 billion dollars higher. But now we can see assets are actually higher than liabilities. And while assets grew by 1.5 billion, liabilities only grew by about, it actually decreased since 2015 by 0.3 billion, 0.2 billion dollars. 
And we can see here total debt. Uh, this is one of my favorite things to see is that dropping down and we can see it has gone down and it continues to go down right now the company is sitting at 1.25 billion dollars of debt and i'm pretty sure if, yep if we look at the quarterly data you can see them those payoffs happening over time like i mentioned in my previous video i do mention how these total debt is broken down and i believe for this year they only have a loan of 66 million dollars left and the next loan is not owed till 2020 uh, 2022 so about three four years from now um for them to pay off uh, i think it's 300 and something million dollars but like i said i i mentioned the i do more breakdown of this total debt in that website in that video the um, first part of this but here we can see total debt has been decreasing over time great to see cash and cash equivalents many would think this is bad cash and cash equivalents is dropping but one i know now that cash and cash equivalent this year compared to last year even though it's lower it there's more cash and more actual cash value in this in this year compared to this year even though cash and cash equivalents was higher this year like i said i mentioned this also in the previous video and it was something good to know because some people would see this drop of cash and cash equivalents and be a little iffy but i'm actually even happier about the amount of cash value this company has in 2018 compared to 2017 and it's good that they're using this cash to pay off to pay off this and that's why we're seeing a decrease in both next we'll take a look at the red flags um, one of the great things here you'll see is the distribution of assets and how it's formed here assets versus liability like i mentioned 2015 assets was lower than liabilities but now it has changed and it changed in 2016 but we can now see live assets have increased a dramatic amount compared to liabilities shareholder equity which is the difference between assets and liabilities we can see have increased dramatically and we're almost sitting at that 2011 high all right so next we'll take a look oh yeah like i mentioned red flags so shareholder equity is pretty high assets versus liability growth we can see it here like i've mentioned assets have been growing at a faster rate than liabilities and this is what i want to see the total distribution of assets so a huge percent 27 the messages 27 percent of the assets is cash and cash equivalents i do like to see that a huge amount comes from there another big 31 percent comes from receivables that's money coming in great again inventory this is a company that sells a lot of stuff so to see inventory being 21 percent is also good to see one thing i did i do want to see is how much inventory has grown to see if it's outgrowing so yeah inventory is growing but it's not growing at a crazy rate it means things are selling so this inventory growth is probably them just making new products over time Asset um, liability distribution, 50% of it is about 48.2% is non-current debt, 49%, 45% is payables, but we saw that receivables is enough to pay these payables. And we can see here current debt has decreased over time, as I mentioned before. Non-current debt for this year is $136 million. That's nothing for this company. This company can, can pay this off pretty quickly. So everything here is looking great in my part. Finally, we're gonna take actually a few more things. We're gonna take a look at cash flow. 
cash flow is positive net cash flow from operations is at a is at a green but it's had positive cash flow over time as well i'm happy to see positive cash flow but i would definitely net cash flow from operations but i would definitely like to see this higher compared to to 2016 but i'm guessing this um net cash flow was different over time so that's the only thing I like to see from here. And next, we'll take a look at metrics. In metrics, two things I want to take a look at, debt to equity ratio, price to earnings ratio. So debt to equity ratio right now is sitting at 2.5 debt to equity. So that means it's been decreasing its debt over time. In 14, February 14, it was almost a 19 um, debt to equity ratio. So it's decreased about 10 times by 1,000%. I can't decrease by 1,000%. Well, it, it decreased 10 times its, its debt since 2014. And we can see every year since there has decreased. So that's great news to see. Earnings, price to earnings ratio is finally a positive. It's really good to see price to earning ratio being positive for the first time. That means the company is finally making some money. A 52 um, price to earning ratio is not completely high for a growth company, which is what I consider this. I did, I did, I hoped it was not over a hundred just because of the slowdown happening this year. Um, and the things mentioned in the earnings, in the earnings transcript where they did mention some form of slowdown was happening where I did me, um, uh, where I, where I hoped that price to earnings ratio would be less than a hundred due to that. And then have 50, I think 52 for me is an okay number. I would obviously like to to have it lower, but 52, it's definitely for, for a growth company. I, I definitely would think it's okay. And like we mentioned before, profit margin, which is a great thing, has been positive for the first time since 2011. All right, so let's just take a quick overview of the whole thing. Income statement, we have revenue going up. Cost of revenue also going up, but not at a fast pace compared to revenue so we have that gross profit up net income for the first time in some time has been positive where we see earnings per basic share positive so income statement is giving me a pass balance sheet balance sheet assets have been increasing at a faster rate compared to total liabilities while total debt has been paid off over the quarters and we see that steady drop down receivables is higher than payables so i'm kind of like cutting these off canceling them out so I'm not worried about the two. Cash and cash equivalents has dropped. But like I mentioned in my last video, this cash and cash equivalent value is higher to me just because of the assets being held here compared to 2017 and 2016. So to me, balance sheet is giving me a buy. Cash flow statement. We have a positive net cash flow statement. It's not as high as, as I would like it compared to previous years, but at least we were having a positive net cash flow which is good. So cash flow for me, it's not giving me a true buy, but it's not giving me a sell position. It's not heavy in the red. It's not heavy in the green. This one's giving me more of a neutral position. Metrics, I do like this debt to equity ratio decreasing over time, where right now it's a 2.5% debt to equity ratio. We can see this drop down. It's healthy. Price to earnings ratio, first time in a long time that this price to earnings ratio is positive. So we mentioned that earnings are making a positive are making companies so this company is making money and like for the first time in a few years profit margins is positive for amd 
So obviously this is a growth company. This is the first time in a few years that we've seen this. So is this going to be an offset? Is this something that's only occurs this year? And are we going to go back to its original trend next year? I hope not. But for that, I definitely recommend this to be a... Uh, I consider this myself a growth stock. And for me, I would give AMD a buy. So there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed both parts. Like I mentioned, if you guys have not seen the first part, I definitely recommend go taking a look, especially if you want to have more in-depth concept of AMD, where I go um, a lot deeper into its report there. Again, don't forget to subscribe to get updates on new episodes. Hit that like button if you guys enjoyed the video. Check out my website, josenaharo.com, and post in the comments, would you buy or pass on AMD? Based on the information we just saw, I gave this a buy. I showed you guys why I did. I want to know what you guys would do. Finally, thank you guys for watching. Have a good day and see you next time.